No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David concludes Psalm 68 and proclaims God's triumph over the nations. Singers will lead the procession of praise, and all kingdoms will ascribe strength to God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 68 was written by David and begins with a prayer for God to scatter his enemies like smoke in the wind. And it is a call to praise, for God is a father of the fatherless and a defender of widows who puts the lonely in families. David recalls when God led the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt and made a covenant with them at Mount Sinai. Now in verse 11, he recounts how God brought them into the land of Canaan. Psalm 68, 11, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings of armies flee, they flee. And she who remains at home divides the spoil. Though you lie down among the sheepfolds, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Zalman. Now, the children of Israel had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years, but when God went before them, the kings of Canaan scattered. The Hebrews brought home the spoil of war to their wives, who then divided and distributed them. They were shepherds, yet they would be like the wings of a dove adorned with silver and gold. They would fly through the land, conquering for the glory of the Lord. David pictures the kings scattering like snow being blown off a mountain by a strong wind. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? This is the mountain which God desires to dwell in. Yes, the Lord will dwell in it forever. David pictures the mountain of Bashan, which was on the east side of the Jordan River, Moses and the children of Israel defeated King Og of Bashan as he came out to make war against them. This mountain in Bashan was lofty with many peaks, but it paled before Mount Moriah in Jerusalem, where the Ark of God was placed. The mountain of Bashan was loftier in physical elevation, but the Temple Mount was loftier in spiritual elevation because God chose to dwell there forever. David sees these mountains of Bashan fuming with envy. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts among men, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. So God's army has 20,000 chariots plus thousands of thousands more. And David says, you have ascended on high. Now, this is interesting because Paul in Ephesians 4, 8 quotes this same passage. I'm going to read it to you. Therefore, he says, 
When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, what Paul is pointing out here is that Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, he had first descended into the lower parts of the earth. When he died on the cross, he went to Hades. You'll recall that he told the one of the thieves on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, there were two compartments in Hades. One was called Abraham's bosom, where Abraham was, and the, the saints of old that were looking forward to Christ coming, they were there. And when Jesus came, he was able to preach to them and then deliver them. He led captivity, the captivity of Hades, he led it captive and released them and brought them to heaven. You see, because until that point, it was not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to put away their sins. It could only cover their sin. They were waiting for the better atonement, the complete atonement through the blood of Jesus Christ. So now that when we die, we go to be with the Lord. Now, Paul says that when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave gifts to men. But David says that when he ascended into heaven, he received gifts among men. So, so which is it? Well, when the Lord ascended into heaven, he gave the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And along with the Holy Spirit, we receive spiritual gifts. But we also give ourselves to the Lord. We present our bodies to him, which is our spiritual act of worship. So we receive gifts and we give ourselves as a gift to the Lord. Verse 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, Selah. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. This makes me think of what David wrote in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Think of all the benefits that we have received from the Lord. We should thank him for them. It will bless the Lord, and it will bless you as well. Now, David says, the God of our salvation. Then he repeats the phrase, but it's interesting. The Hebrew word is actually Yeshua, from which we get the Greek word Jesus. And it means the Lord is our salvation. So he could be saying, Jesus, Jesus, it would really mean the same thing. Aren't you glad that Jesus is our salvation? You know, salvation is not a religion. It's not an ideology. It is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. And do you believe in him? That is the source of our salvation. Then David says, to God, the Lord, belong escapes from death. I, you know, I think about this. How many times has the Lord acted to save us from death and we didn't even know it? To him belong escapes, plural, from death. But God will wound the head of his enemies the hairy scalp of the one who still goes on in his trespass. The Lord said, I will bring back from Bashan. 
I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, that your foot may crush them in blood, and the tongues of your dogs may have their portion from your enemies. Now, this is pretty gruesome, but of course, David was a man of war, and he's picturing the enemies of the Lord having their day, (laughs) as it were, God bringing judgment. He wounds the head of his enemies. Now, who is our enemy? I think often we mistake our enemy as being people, but in reality, Satan is our enemy. And Paul said in Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan beneath your feet. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it seems like he's getting the upper hand, but it's just a matter of time before the Lord crushes the serpent's head. Now, the Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan and from the depths of the sea. There is nowhere for the enemies of God to hide when God executes his judgment. This looks forward to the judgments in Revelation. Then the enemies of God will call upon the rocks to fall upon them, to hide them from the awesome face of the Lamb of God, but there will be no escape. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the maidens playing timbrels. Bless God in the congregations, the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin, their leader, the princes of Judah, and their company, the princes of Zebulun, and the princes of Naphtali. So this looks forward to the triumphal procession of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, into the sanctuary for the kingdom age, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth in Jerusalem, and the glorious procession that goes before him, the singers, the musicians, and the maidens with their timbrels. And David says, bless God in the congregations. I can't even imagine what this is going to be like, the kind of praise that will go forth at that time. And then all the tribes of Israel will praise him. They will recognize that Jesus Christ is their Messiah that they missed him the first time, but now they will worship him as their Messiah and uh, they will come in this great exuberant time of praise and worship. Your God has commanded your strength. Strengthen, O God, what you have done for us. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring presents to you. Rebuke the beasts of the reeds the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples, till everyone submits himself with pieces of silver, scatter the peoples who delight in war. Envoys will come out of Egypt. Ethiopia will quickly stretch out her hands to God. And what a glorious day this is going to be. All of the nations will gather together to worship the Lord there in Jerusalem. But God commands strength, for Israel. He will exalt Israel above the other nations. Right now, the nations hate Israel, but God will exalt Israel and the nations will come. They'll bring their tribute. They'll bring their, their, their offerings to God there in Jerusalem. 
And it says, rebuke the beasts of the reeds. That refers to Egypt. But Egypt and Ethiopia will actually stretch out their hands to God. They also will be bringing offerings and worship to the Lord at that time. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises to the Lord, Selah. To him who rides on the heaven of heavens, which were of old. Indeed, he sends out his voice, a mighty voice, ascribes strength to God. His excellence is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. So this universal singing of the kingdoms of earth, David saying, ascribe strength to God because He is mighty and his excellence is over Israel. And he is more awesome than his holy places, whether Mount Sinai or the holy place in Jerusalem or even the holy place in heaven. God is more awesome still. He gives strength and power to his people. And that is our hope. That is our joy. We may feel weak at times. We do. We get weary. But we lean on the Lord, we trust in Him, we pray to Him, for He is the one who strengthens His people to do His will. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 69 where David cries out to the Lord from the deep waters. He bears the reproach of many, but trust that God will redeem his soul. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 